Okay, hello and welcome to another episode of That's What People Do. Um, episode many now. Uh, you're joined as ever by me, Ryan McGowan, and James Kay. Hello, James. How are you doing? Bonjour. Very well. How are you? Yeah, yeah. Very good. Very good. Um, we are now back in lockdown 2.0. Yeah. Sequels are never as good. Sequels are never as good. No, they're shorter. Generally, mm. just not well written. Yeah. Um, liabilities start getting taken which we are starting to see as well no for sure like i think in march i was like everyone must stay inside we must cure the pandemic and now if i see someone doing something i'm just like you know what do what you gotta do i couldn't give a fuck anymore oh 100 percent. do you know what it is though it's because we know more now than we did back then so before then in the last lockdown we were so terrified of it all we're like oh my god you're gonna get it you're gonna die and now, having lived with it for, oh, I'd say half a year now, isn't it? We're like, ah, I mean, if you kind of stay away from someone, you're kind of all right. Um, and if you do get it, for the most part, we're okay. Um, unfortunately, there are those that it will affect worse than others. But I think people are just hedging their bets, really. And they're like, well, as long as I look after myself, I'm all right. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a tricky one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. How weird is that? That you know, when you know more about something than you did before, you change your behaviour and attitude. Almost like you know, I know Brexit mm. or something. Yeah, for sure. I mean, <laughs> anyway. I worked in like tourism over Halloween. I'm not like I met thousands of people every day over the past like week. And afterwards, I took a COVID test and it came out negative. So you That's can right. be in a place with thousands of people and be okay. I am proof of this. You are. You're like Donald Trump. You're immune. Yeah, I am. I had the best virus. <laughs> One of the best immune uh, system. So, we did uh, promise that we would bring a sort of uh, a spookier Halloween type episode to you guys. And I did also promise that I would talk about the Salem Witch Trials, uh, which is the episode you are listening to right now. Um, I have taken the time to write this. This will be a two-parter. So, this is now part one of the Salem Witch Trials. Um James, you don't know too much about Salem Witch Trials, do you? Um, not a lot, no. Not a lot at all. No, me neither. I've, I, all I know is stuff that I've seen on telly and in movies. Um, and as we sort of, we briefly mentioned before we start recording, I'll be honest with you guys, it's a bit of a letdown. <laughs> yes. <laughs> re- relatively speaking. like We'll try and jazz um, this episode up though. Yeah, we're tr- yeah. The episode's not a letdown. The the subject is a bit of a letdown. I expected something, and uh, when researching it, it's not as big nor as sort of bad as I imagined it to have been. But I, you, you guys listening might think I'm wrong. So anyway, shall we crack on? Yes. Um, let's Please. talk about let's talk about how religious extremism made people act like children in the playground and how seriously dangerous the consequences can be. And um, pre-warning, I may offend you if you're religious, as we know if you've listened to previous episodes. I I, I have a tendency to shit on it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there's your pre-warning. Anyway, let's start, shall we? First, we have to go way back to the founding of Salem. So Salem, Massachusetts was settled in 1626 by a subsection of English Protestant Christians known as Puritans. Are you aware of Puritans? Uh, It's one of those things where I I know the word. If someone in passing says Puritans, I'll be like, yes, hello, I know this, and I don't, so please explain. 
Yes, well, this shit goes way back, I shall tell you. Uh, when Henry VIII broke away from the Catholic Church and founded the Church of England, it created the divide that we still uh, today have between Catholics and Protestant Christians. Now, further down the line, when people started to read their own Bibles, every Tom, Dick and Harry started to think that they had interpreted the good book the correct way and that everyone else had it wrong. As we have seen with uh, I think previous people, they're like, uh, no, I think it should be done this way. And then people start doing that. And then you start getting cults really farther down the line. Now, the Puritans... We love a cult. Just, we love a cult. Oh, we do love a cult. Now, the Puritans were just another subsection of Protestant Christianity who thought that the good book, which was you know written primarily by people who were likely never there, uh, and so their word must be taken for, um, and every other section of Christianity just must have had it wrong. Um, that's how the Puritans saw it. This book is perfect. Anyone else who says otherwise, you're wrong. <laughs> this book must be perfect because it was written by people who were not there uh, hundreds mm. of years after the events. <laughs> allegedly so it must be correct fuck you for sure yeah and the puritans wanted to live in a world that was religiously pure a world that was made especially for them and no place had more potential than the new world or just the old world if you're native american so i say that again <laughs> so i say the puritans saw the new world as having this potential to be the perfect place for them, that place that could be religiously pure. Um, but uh, yeah, as, as, as Europeans called it, the new world, or as if you were Native American, just the world. Right. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I get you. I, I do get you. <laughs> so it's late 1620s, and the Puritans with their hats and belt buckles have settled in Salem, in Massachusetts, or... Wabanaki for the natives, but fuck them and the fact that they were there first. We're here for our religious freedom, not yours, so go away, is basically what happened. <laughs> and and also settling in your favourite place of Massachusetts, the word that you cannot say. I was just about to bring this up, I literally can't fucking say it. Massa- Massachusetts. Massa- yep, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Mass- <laughs> Ma- no, we're not moving on until I get this, say it. Massachusetts. Massachusetts. There you go. No? Yeah, yeah, Nearly. pretty much. Pretty Fucking much. change your name, Massachusetts. Chips, which which chips. is weird, because the land before that the natives were living in it, they called it Wabanaki, which is easy to pronounce. I know the word Wabanaki. I like that word as well. That fun word to say. Wabanaki. It's a cool word. Yeah, Wabanaki is a cool word. Um, so yeah, fuck all the settlers and the natives that lived there, because we're here for religious freedom, and you can go away, please is basically what happened. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so almost all of the settlers in Salem were of the Puritan faith. L- like Almost all of them. And God forbid if you weren't later on, which is that's foreshadowing mm. for you. So what was life like for settlers then? Well, it wasn't brilliant, um, I'll tell you that. It a was... A lot of killing, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, a lot of killing. Uh, you, you, you're, you're coming into someone else's land, the land of the Wabanaki, and uh, yeah, they don't like you being there, but you don't like them. But you have God on your side, so you will win. So let's kill them. It's pretty much what happened. Push them away. Go away. So 
it was a, a new place, yeah? A new place where land ownership has not yet been established. Remember, we've spoke before in our vegan episodes um, about the fact that Native Americans didn't necessarily see land as own, their own, and they didn't own land. They used the land, and they gave back to the land, and they only took what was needed, and then they'd move on kind of thing. Some of it in their territories would change all the time. Um, and then the Europeans come over and went, this is mine. <laughs> um you can't do that. Yes, I can. There's a piece of paper. That's just typical Europeans, though, isn't it? Sail around the world, park up somewhere and go, yep, yeah, I'll take it all. Yeah. And yeah. Just, that was that. We had Sir Francis Drake, who sort of just sailed around to what is now California, put a big flag in it, even though there were natives living there, went, yep, I now claim this for uh, Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> what? Who? Who is she? You know, Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, it's Queen Elizabeth. Now. My queen. I've never heard of her. And if you stand against us, we will kill you. And even yeah. if you don't stand against us, the chances are we're going to kill you. Yes, because I would like to build a road here. Yeah, and maybe a train at some point as well. Uh, yes, yes. And then we'll go through years and years of history and eventually we'll get to a president that is refusing to leave the fucking White House. So I've... Topical. Um, yes, I've re- recently been watching some um, big, big, big produced... Uh, episodic series docudramas about uh there's one about washington on the history channel and there's one about ulysses s grant on the history channel mm-hmm. um yeah the, the one about ulysses s grant was produced by leonardo dicaprio i believe right and it's don't get me wrong it's fantastic each episode is an hour and a half long it's really in-depth with the history and it's it, it's perfectly made like it's beautiful and they like the one thing that america tends to do is they like they really love their history don't get me wrong they love their history they love their big names and how they made their nation the way it is and then on the sidelines it's just like oh yeah and then we sort of just you know we were killing some native americans but we've just brushed over that there's so much of that in american history of just brushing over the fact that they like mass murdered so many native people oh yeah they'd i I guess i speak to the american listeners that we have um do you talk about the colonization like is that some because in england we don't we don't talk about how we colonized other countries and if you bring it up people get very angry very quickly mm. wait, so wait. i'm wondering if in america because obviously in america they have like columbus day and stuff which is kind of happy genocide day really mm. if you go back to our episode on columbus like why the fuck would you celebrate this absolute fucking cockwomble mm-hmm. we we sort of briefly talk about the british empire but not in detail too much. So it's like, oh, the British Empire, yes, 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 it once owned like a fifth of the landmass of all the world, and uh, it was all pretty nice. <laughs> and that's about yeah. it. And no one ever had an issue with it, <laughs> except yeah. for every nation that has claimed independence from us since. Yeah, and more should, really. Mm. So, as I was saying... When the Europeans came to this part of the Americas, particularly Massachusetts and particularly Salem, which they've now established, uh, the Native Americans who lived there didn't have ownership of land and really neither did the Europeans. They had to establish that. So you can imagine there were loads of arguments between the settlers over who had the rights to such and such land. There's loads of squabbles over money um, as well. But the main thing that they had issues with was religion. Now remember, they're all Puritans, so what the fuck can you be arguing about if you all share the same religion? Well, you could argue about who was more Puritan. And would you like to know the answer to that question? 
Please the, answer that question. The answer to who is more Puritan is who is more miserable. And I, I don't mean that as to take the piss. Kind of, I do. I genuinely mean that. Puritans didn't celebrate Christmas. In fact, famously... Um, uh, oh, for Christ, I forgot his name. Who was the man who... Thomas Cromwell. Remember Thomas Cromwell in history? Yeah. Thomas yep, Cromwell yep, yep. was famously Always a Puritan. Thomas Cromwell also, I believe, famously cancelled Christmas in the UK. You were not allowed to have Christmas uh, when he was around as the Lord Protector of England. So neither did the Puritans. They don't celebrate Christmas. They don't have any kind of taverns. They don't have theatres. They don't play any sports. Why do they not do any of this shit? Because it is sinful, all right? All these frivolous activities are distracting Puritans from their faith. And to forget God is sinful. How dare you? So that's why they're so miserable. So what can you do, James? What can you do if you're a good, God-fearing Puritan in this new world? Well, you could do work, which is quite fun. Work is fun. We like to do work. Yep. Or... Uh, you, yeah, you, do we? Yeah, you could read the good book. You could do that for fun. Uh, as we know on the pod, I tried to start reading the Bible and I couldn't get through Genesis because it's fucking boring. Yeah, you said ages ago you were reading the Bible. Did you complete this? No, I couldn't get out of Genesis. And do you know what? Half the problem is the way it's written. The stories in the Bible are genuinely interesting. Like We all remember loads of them. But it's so hard to read. It's really, really difficult to read the Bible. I don't know how someone does it. Do you know why? That's that. That is why you'll see like Christians or people like God-fearing people sitting and reading the Bible over and over again. It's not because they like reading it. It's because they don't fucking understand it and they're trying to get to grips with it. That's why they've read. You know. Yeah, I mean. It's a bit wordy, isn't it? Oh, it's so wordy. I mean, I think I remember when they was talking about Noah, and they were like, Noah begat Jason, who begat Isaac, who begat James, who begat Ryan, who begat Kyle, who begat Monica. And Monica, who's the person we're going to talk about, it's like, why did I need all that? I didn't need it. <laughs> That's literally what it's like. But yeah, it's like, you know, when you read something, but you realise you weren't paying attention, so you have to go back and do it again. Yeah. That's reading the Bible. Yeah, I know. Right, okay. <laughs> I'm sure there's some people listening to this that are like popping a blood vessel right now. I, but good, good. <laughs> I've n- I've never even attempted it. Like I I know the st- the stories of like you know the ones that were made into films because films are easy to digest. Although the Noah film with uh oh yeah, what's his name? Russell Russell Crowe Crow was fucking awful. Oh, that's a terrible. So film. yeah, watch it if you fancy a laugh because I don't know what happened, but there's like there's stone monsters in it for some reason. Um, Russell Crowe is just weird Emma Watson's in it for some reason who is having sex <laughs> with the son and then maybe the dad but we don't know and then we've got a hard man in it I forget what his name is I don't know but yeah oh god it's terrible absolutely terrible So, but then you get ones like um, Moses Prince of Egypt and that's a fucking sick film that's amazing film. oh yeah that's still even now that's, that's a great film yeah. But, as I say, if you want to be a good Puritan and you want to have as miserable a life, you can go to work. When you're not at work, you can read the good book and just try and pray that your life is as plain as possible. You don't listen to music. You can't be doing that. It's distracting. 
I'm not dancing, that's distracting. I'm not doing anything, that's distracting. All I need to do is read the good book and pray, all right? Oh, and be misogynistic, yeah. yeah. You have to be as misogynistic as possible. Like, most of history is at this time, don't get me wrong. So, you know, I'm not you know, pinpointing the fact that you Puritans back then were very misogynistic because everyone was, but, you know, it's kind of the point. Um, the good book says it's okay to be misogynistic, you know. The Bible tells the story of Eve. I think we spoke about this on a previous pod, how Eve was tricked by a serpent, which is the devil, to eat from the forbidden tree, who then gives it to Adam. And this causes Adam and Eve to then be banished from Eden for all eternity, and all womankind will then suffer painful childbearing as punishment. Remember that? Yeah. How daft is that? <laughs> Sorry, that's so... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we... Uh... We uh, get into religion quite a lot on this. We do, we? don't we? It's funny. Um, as not, but the, but Salem and witches stem from religion, so it's important. It, it, do you know, right. So yes, for that, if if you're listening to this so far, and you're thinking, oh fuck me, I'm going to turn this off in a minute because all Ryan's doing is just bashing on fucking religion again. It is important. This is all context. This is this is essentially like a prequel to the main thing. It's context that needs to sort of be known uh, to understand why um, the Salem witch trials happened. Without knowing this, if I could, I, by all means, I, right, we could skip to just part two now, which I haven't written yet, and I will tell you what happened. <laughs> I will tell you what happened in the Salem Witch Trials, but you will go, why? I don't get why they're doing it. That's why this part's here, all right? To kind of get an understanding of these people's mindsets uh, before we get to the main part. Um, so, yes. Um, so, as far as the Puritans were concerned, Women were inherently predisposed to sinful ways, and although God saw man and woman as equal, the devil does not, and he knew that women were more susceptible to sinning, um, which is one explanation as to why women were more often than men accused of witchcraft. Again, it goes way, way back to that story of Adam and Eve. It wasn't Adam that was tempted by the serpent, it was Eve. Therefore, woman, Eve, a woman, is the one that is more susceptible to being tempted by evil and so that way it, and then as it passes down the years and years and years way down to now the puritans in the 1600s they still believe the same thing they're saying well it's not man that gets tempted by evil it is woman that gets tempted by evil mm. and man is tempted by woman therefore women are evil we should probably stay away from them as much as possible um which is also like side note here i'm gonna have a go at catholicism for a bit now uh, that's why in catholicism sex is a sin uh, because to lie with a woman would be sinful as they are impure so that's the reason why they only have sex to procreate does that make sense so yeah women are sinful they created the original sin before eve ate the apple there was no sin in the world then eve ate from the forbidden tree and that was the first sin Therefore, to have sex with a woman is to basically recreate that sin. And, and so to lie with a woman is sinful. If only you're doing it to procreate. You can't have it for fun. <sighs> no. And then you get Kellogg, who was just like, you can't even lay a hand on your partner because God forbid. Oh, God, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, You get people like Kellogg and they're Seventh-day Adventists who then just go even crazier than that. And they're like, we should only have plants that grow from the earth oh i don't know anyway as i said it is important to acknowledge a brief history of witchcraft as we go further so 
where does witchcraft happen? It, it clearly doesn't happen overnight. Now, belief in witchcraft or people with magical abilities like shamans or wizards is as old as time, as old as there have been people around to tell the story. And the world has always been a confusing place. And sometimes being told that a person of a... Um, uh, being told that a person who can control the natural world is actually quite comforting to some people. And on the other side, it's sometimes quite scary. Um, it'd be like saying, you know, I don't understand why, why is it raining? And um, we're not quite able to understand that. But you might get some person flailing their arms in the air like Obi-Wan Kenobi in Star Wars going, Woo, and then saying it's because that person has done something quite bad you would then grab that person and go, what did you do? What did you do? And then if you cast that person out, eventually it's going to rain. And then that person, the wizard Obi-Wan, has made sense. You know? Yeah. That's pretty much witchcraft in history. Someone just making a generic fucking statement and eventually it might happen. And then you're, you're proved right. Yeah. Which absolutely. I suppose we've see, we see in um, ancient uh, ancient Native American culture where they, they, they would sacrifice people so that the sun god would be pleased and then bring the sun up the next day. Well, we know now that the sun will always come up. <laughs> so, you know, you can't be proved wrong. Well, it comes up until it doesn't, until the uh, earth or the sun implodes and then consumes the earth. That would be funny, though, wouldn't it? That I mean, funny, funny is a stretch. I would I'd be a little concerned. Well, no, I just like the idea that we, we as fucking 21st century humans know that, you know, the sun will always come up, not because the sun's coming up, but just because the world is turning. And that one day it just explode. And I just would like to see, you know, an ancient American's face when that happened and go, oh, fuck. Yeah, but I think I don't even think you'd know it happened. I think you'd, you'd, you'd just die. Uh, yeah, seven minutes, I believe. Seven minutes, I think it yeah. takes for the light from the sun to get to the Earth's surface. Yeah. So you'd have seven minutes of just... Oh, this is a really nice day. And then out of nowhere, you'd just disappear. Yeah. It's Nasty way to go. To be nice. fair, you wouldn't even feel anything. It would be peaceful. Do you know what? I'm not going to rule it out for 2020. I'm waiting for zombies. I won't lie to you, Ryan. I'm just sitting here waiting for zombies. And when that happens, I'll get going. But until then, I'm fucking bored. I thought the apocalypse would be a bit more interesting than stay indoors. I thought it would be like, get a fucking weapon and like have a good time kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, apparently in Sean, uh, in um, Denmark, coronavirus has sort of jumped again to the minks, the species of mink. Oh, yeah. So, and they're killing 19 million minks, which, as you probably know by the last episode we did, like the thought of 19 million animals being exterminated is heartbreaking. I'm surprised you've not got your tickets yet. <laughs> to go and... Re- but the, but the, here's the difficult situation, Ryan. If those animals genuinely pose a threat to the world... It's such a stick, interesting like thing, isn't it? I'd, I'd like other avenues to be explored before you just mass murder 19 million animals. Well, supposedly 19 Danish people have now contracted the newer form of coronavirus that has come from the mink. Is it like super coronavirus? I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. All I'm aware is that uh, people have begun to contract this form of coronavirus from the minks. So apparently they're going to exterminate all 19 million of them. Why have you got 19 million minks? Yeah, how many mink do you need? How many mink do you need? That's a lot of coats. Right, enough of that. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to it. So, 
as I say, the world has always been a very confusing place and to have someone crazy or not tell you uh, or explain to you how it works, regardless of how bizarre that may sound, it can sometimes comfort you and for some people it just scares you more. Um, so watching someone heal another person using methods that you've not seen before, uh, it, it might confuse people uh, and those people that get confused generally become scared. Uh, you know, asking the question, how the fuck did you do that? I don't understand what you've done. Therefore, you must be using evil ways that I cannot understand. Or it could go the other way and you go, that's fantastic. You're a shaman. You're a hero. Da, 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 da. It can go either way. So some cultures celebrate the shamans and mystical, magical ways. And then you yeah. get uh, old school European Christian societies would say that, no, you're getting that from the devil because only God can heal you. A person not a not a human like we should not be able to do this i i if i don't understand it neither should you um and that's sort of the world that we see a lot of witch hunts coming from in europe so this was always going to happen um when christianity spread through the lands it encompassed old pagan religions to help convert pagans so for instance it would be like oh your thunder god has a hammer isn't that nice well you know our Jesus was a carpenter, so it must have been him, but you've got the wrong name, you see? Yeah. Or, um, oh, is another one of your gods half man and half goat? Oh, okay, yeah, that looks pretty weird to us. He's definitely our devil, and and that's how we get... That, that's genuine, that's true, by the way. Um, <laughs> you'll see there's a god called Pan, who is half Pan. man, half goat. Yeah, Pan, P-A-N. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, uh, and Pan, obviously, to a lot of Christians, was like, that's fucking scary, man. Like, why do you like that? And so that's mm. where we now get our devil, who is half man, half goat. Mm. So, yeah, it, it's interesting how Christianity sort of swooped in and doesn't tell you your religion is wrong. It just encompasses it and tells you that certain aspects you got were wrong. So it's not, it's not that... Um, Odin isn't real. Odin's just called God. So he is real, but he's not the person you thought he was. You know what mm. I mean? Um, mm -hmm. Oh, Odin Odin got stabbed in the chest with a spear. Well, no, you've got that wrong. He wasn't, he's not, his name's not Odin, he's Jesus. And Jesus did get stabbed in the ribs with a spear. And then they go, oh, okay, yeah, yeah that kind of makes sense. Fine, all right. Um, yeah, yeah, who so else got stabbed in the works. ribs? Sorry? What's his name? Another person got stabbed in the ribs. Um... Fuck, what's his name? It's like Decimus, Maximilius, Aurelius, Gladiator. Oh, brilliant. Joaquin Phoenix uh, stabbed him in the ribs and then he still managed to kill Joaquin Phoenix. Spoilers for Gladiator, but you haven't seen it. It came out in like early 2000s, so. Marcus Aurelius. Marcus Aurelius. What's his full name, though? My name is... No, no. Maximus Marcus. Maximus Decimus Meridius. That's the one. That's the one. Maximus and I'll have Decimus vengeance Meridius. in this life or the yes. next. Maximus Decimus Marius yeah. was the gladiator played by Russell Crowe. Marcus Aurelius Fucking... is the emperor who is played by, I don't know, but a very Joaquin nice Phoenix. old man. Oh, no, yeah, other, other emperor. Yeah, 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 I get what you mean. No, uh, Joaquin Phoenix plays... Um... Is the little bastard. Yeah, he. I forget what his name is now. That's so irritating. <laughs> yeah, his little prick. But Commodore. In this episode, we've hyped... Commodus! Com Commodus! Commodus, yeah. So in this episode, we've shat on one of uh, Russell Crowe's films and hyped up another. There you go. Russell Crowe is an underrated actor. Anyway. Oh, he's, he's good. He's good. Apart from in Les Mis, but we'll ignore that. 
Uh, we will ignore that because I actually do like him in it. But let's carry on with witchcraft in <laughs> European history, shall we? You could argue that Joan of Arc was the first victim of the religious war on witches, having been burned alive as a witch and a heretic uh, when she helped the French fight the English, claiming she had visions from God. Uh, the My English brother were... knows so much about Joan of Arc because oh, he's a historian and like that's kind of his area of expertise. Interesting. I, unfortunately, I, like I don't listen when he talks, but like someone like because we both work at Warwick Castle, there was like someone there that went over him, like was kind of her overseer while she was in prison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's like documents and stuff. It's really fascinating. But yeah, she was a cool, cool customer. Yeah, well, I suppose to sum it up in maybe a sentence or two, Joan of Arc is a young teenage girl who just lives in a poverty-stricken little shanty shithole. Uh, and then gets apparently visions from God saying that she is to lead a French army against the English. And so she goes to the king and says, this is what I've been told. And the king, for some reason, says, yeah, sure. OK, go for it. Have an army. Don't know who the fuck you are. You're 13 years old and you're a girl. And she does amazing if I went things. up to the queen and went, I just want to go up to the queen and be like, can I have an army, please? And just see what happens. Do you think she'd agree? Um, do you know what? Why not? It's 2020. You because the it. army, I swear... Some of the army is the government's, and then another part of the army is the queen's. And if she told the queen, and if the queen told them to walk into parliament and take it over, they would. Obviously, it would start a civil war, so she never would, because we've been through that road before. I do believe the queen is the head of all the army, not just some of it. Yeah, she's the she's the head of all of it. But then this happened before with the uh, obviously the civil war we had here, the parliamentarians and the uh, royalists. Thomas Cromwell. Yeah, there's a lot of Cromwells through history, it's like uh, Thomas Oliver. Uh, Oliver Cromwell. I think I know two. Tom, sorry, Oliver Cromwell. Oliver Cromwell was the Puritan who we mentioned earlier. Thomas Cromwell yeah. is Henry VIII's advisor and chancellor, and Oliver Cromwell <laughs> is actually a descendant of Thomas Cromwell. Was Thomas Cromwell executed? I feel like he might have been executed. Yes, he was. Yes, he was the one that had an affair with Anne Boleyn. No, he didn't. It was. It was. It was a a a, a, a rumor, a myth. Was it because he got executed for it? Yes, loads of people got executed for it, including this friend of hers who was a mu- musician. Yeah, like a handmaiden. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of it. And there's we all know so about Anne She, uh, her head got chopped off with a sword and not with an axe. Yes, that's right. He was brought over from France. And did you know? Did you know? Um, someone I know, a very good friend of mine, she is a direct descendant of the executioner that killed uh, Anne Boleyn. Is that so? Well, it turns out she we has also. The, she I also has know the, someone who um, was a descendant of Anne Boleyn. That's fascinating because now we've got someone who killed another person's family, and she's got the death certificates and everything. It's mad. Interesting. We should. We should because we should obviously contact them and French make them meet up. And that. Yeah, but like discuss. Yeah, role play. Let's do it again. <laughs> so anyway, yes. Yeah, uh, fascinating. Uh, the English who were fighting the French were bemused at the fact that a a young girl uh, was leading a French army and was absolutely fucking shit up. Um, so. As far as they were concerned, they were like, she must be a fucking witch who is in league with the devil. And so they managed to also convince the French that she is a witch. And the French went, oh, fuck that. Have her, basically. And so the English burnt her alive. Because that's what you did with heretics and witches. Now, negative feeling towards witchcraft really began to take shape in a book called the Malleus Maleficorum, or Hammer of Witches which was written by a man called Heinrich Kramer in 1487. Now, this book was essentially his opinion that witchcraft was a crime, which it was under Christianity, but wasn't 
uh, a crime that was punishable by death. He wanted right. witchcraft to be on same on the same level with heresy, uh, which was punished by burning at the stake. And so he endorsed torture as an effective way of confession for witches. Uh, his book was for over 100 years, I'll add, the second best-selling book, second only to the Bible. Has Harry Potter outsold it? Sorry? Has, do you reckon Harry Potter's outsold it? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, so his book was at first praised by religious leaders uh, and then later rejected mainly because of the tortury stuff that they weren't necessarily agreeing with. But once the common folk got to know about it, opinions and ideas are also then hard to change. And being the second best-selling book for over 100 years, these ideas will get cemented within generations. Now, in the book, it states that, quote, Satan caused a certain unusual heretical perversity to grow up in the land of the Lord, a heresy, I say, of sorceresses, since it is to be designated by the particular gender of which he, Satan, is known to have power. Basically saying, uh, Satan works in this world, we know he works in the world, and he's particular about who he works with. We know that he's particular about working with women, since he did it in the Bible, therefore women are in league with the devil, and we should be careful about that. It's basically what he's saying. So, women. Satan has power over women. And uh, Kramer does insinuate that, as I say, women are the ones most likely to be witches. And from the sounds of it, he is not too fond of women in general, saying that women are, quote, defective in all the powers of both body and soul. Which makes me right. think he didn't get laid. No, he sounds like someone like, all oh, all women are evil because none of them like me. Oh, he's an incel. Yeah. Yeah. They're crazy incels. But anyway, that's another pod. As time goes on, witches were becoming less and less popular and were being random, randomly accused for being outcasts, uh, elderly or you know, weird. When a witch was found, you had to prove it. And this could be done through shaving the whole body and checking for any of the devil's marks. Now, these devil's marks are very interesting. They could be things like warts, moles, skin tags, harder nipples or sagging breasts. All things that I will point out are things that happen to the human body as you get older. And if those weren't found, there was just good old torture instead to get a confession out of someone. So you're pretty fucked. If you, by this point, at that, at that point in history, most witches were considered to be old outcasts of society. That woman there, she doesn't hang around with the rest of us. She's a bit of a loner. She's a witch. That's your reasoning for picking on her. She's a bit of a loner and she's old. Yeah. And then someone will bring her up, strip her naked, shave her whole body and go, yeah, look, hard nipples. Yep, that's a devil mark. You're like, yeah, that's what happens to older ladies. It can happen. <laughs> oh, that, that, look at that devil's mark. It's a mole. Like, I've got loads of them. Leave me alone. Nope, she's a witch. And then if there were none, I'll just beat you until you tell me you are. This is the thing with torture, though, isn't it? Because even if you haven't done it, you're eventually you will say you have done it because they'll just keep torturing you until you confess. Yes, which is why um, torture is not admissible in any form of court. Um, a confession brought out through torture is not admissible. It, it will not be used as evidence because 
under enough pressure and stress, you will say whatever you need to say to have it stopped. Just to get it, just to get it to stop. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like waterboarding. Like waterboarding is insane. Yeah, it's a form of torture and it's illegal. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, but then we will come back to witchcraft in Europe later. But that's just a general gist of the background to witches leading up to Europeans heading to the New World. And by the time the Puritans got to Salem, witches were on all too real threat. And although in Europe the burning of witches was dying down, for Puritans this is a stray from the good book, which says, quote, Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live, which is in Exodus. And the Puritans took that literally. Remember, the good book the good book cannot be wrong. And the good book says that thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. So if I find a witch, she shall not live, which is logical. Now, mm. one night in February 1692, two girls, Betty Paris, aged nine, the daughter of the local reverend Samuel Paris, and her cousin Abigail Williams, aged ten, began to have uncontrollable fits thrashing in their beds, contorting their bodies in unusual ways, speaking in voices that were not their own, complaints of being pinched and pricked by invisible forces and throwing things around the room. Their maids could not calm them, so a doctor was called. What he saw was not something he had come across before, so he diagnosed them as being bewitched, because that's what a doctor does. Yeah, good old medieval doctors. Yeah, <laughs> not even medieval. I mean, well, no, it's not medieval now. It's like becoming into the more modernish world. It's nearly the 1700s. Yeah. <laughs> I just love it that doctors like back then and earlier, it was literally all just fucking guesswork. Oh, 100%. It was all guesswork. If you but, hadn't seen it before, you've got just a headache. Guess. Let's drill a hole. Hey, listen, trepanning has some medical benefits and does work. We've seen it. Here's the thing. Have you ever had a headache or like a tension headache so bad it honestly feels like loads of pressure needs to be released and you feel like a hole in your head would release the pressure? Yeah. So I kind of get the logic. I do get the logic. Yeah. I mean, um, for old cavemen used to do it to each other. Um, and really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cavemen used to do it to each other. And we have evidence from like bones left over that they've done it and the bone has then healed back over so that they've done it successfully. No way. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy that they were, even they were able to do it. That's fascinating. But, but they were doing it because there were evil spirits in your head you needed to get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Which is just so like crazy. You had crazy. the medical uh, practice correct, you just had the theory wrong. When really all you had is a bit of a migraine, you a migraine. and you just need a neurofen in a dark room. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. So, yes, the doctor says, fuck knows, uh, probably bewitched. And everyone went, oh, oh, okay, great. So someone had bewitched these girls to make them act the way that they're acting. But who would do such a thing? Mm. Well, word spread. Desperate to find the witch, a local tried an old folk remedy that supposedly lures out a witch. And she has her slave woman, Tituba, who is from uh, Barbados, uh, to concoct this potion to make what's called a witch's cake, which consists of all the elements you need to make just a basic plain cake but what you need to really put in is the urine of the afflicted girls into the mix and then you need to feed it to a dog 
So make a cake. Make a cake that's been mixed with piss from the girls that have been afflicted. Give it to the dog, and the dog will then be able to locate the witch. It's fascinating that people had these thought processes and genuinely believed that this was, like, correct. Yeah. I mean, there's some kind of logic to it, in that we know that dogs have got a good nose and they can sniff things out, so maybe they were like, oh... Yeah, but... Just give him like a piece of clothing to sniff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, have have a piss cake. Eat this dog. But yeah. A piss cake. Fuck the me. only problem with doing this is um I don't know about you, James. Sounds a bit pagan, doesn't it? A little bit. Yeah, it sounds a bit pagan. Well, the Reverend thought so too, and called out the woman and her slave Tichiba for it. Uh they had gone to the devil for help against the devil. Any sort of previous Christian work, paganism stuff, is devil work. You can't go to the devil and ask for help to find the devil. He'll just trick you. You're an idiot. Don't do that. And when the, when the girls themselves that were afflicted were asked who was bewitching them, they blamed Tichiba. And that makes sense mm. for the time. She is a dark-skinned slave from Barbados. Mm-hmm. So she's an easy outsider who is easily blamed for it. Uh, and the reverend, well, his recommendation for fixing this, because obviously the doctor can't do shit, so why can't the reverend? His recommendation was prayer as well uh, as a way to battle this invisible enemy. Um, would you like to know if it worked? Please. It didn't. Shocked. <laughs> um, yeah, who knew? Now, as I say, it didn't work. And what it does seem to have done... I'm not saying the prayer did it. I'm just saying it happened in general and it's just coincidental. More Mm. and more women in the town, for some reason, were beginning to show similar symptoms. In particular, a woman named Mercy Lewis. Her fits seemed to have been brought on by the news of a Native American raid on York, which was a town not too far from Salem. Now, when Mercy Lewis was a child, her family were massacred by a group of Native Americans. Now, Having fits and experiencing pinching pains over their bodies, when asked to, um, yes, sorry, um, when asked who was bewitching them, they she also blamed Tichiba uh, because she was you know dark skinned, well just like the Native Americans who killed my family, and so she just blamed her as well and said, well you know it must be her, but but because she knew the two little girls had blamed her as well, so it's just an easy it's an easy uh, scapegoat. Mm. And then Tichiba was arrested and apprehended. Right. Uh, so that's the bit that I find odd is that this is a really small town, Salem, particularly at this time. It's a very, very small yeah. town. Everyone knows everyone. So there's no hiding this. Like the two girls are having fits and saying bewitchment and it's Tichiba. And then loads of other women in the area start to just start throwing fits as well for no reason. And I don't know why. It, no, it's weird, isn't it? I suppose people felt threatened. Maybe, maybe groupthink is a powerful tool. Mm. Now, in a small courthouse, two local magistrates, John Hawthorne and John Corwin, listened to the accusations of the women. When the magistrates asked Tichiba what evil spirits she was in league with, she answered none. The audience was shocked and some women began to have fits and fall to the floor uncontrollably. Oh, grow Imagine- up. 
yeah exactly <laughs> that's the bit that's crazy like she, none of us and then some of the women just went oh and just start falling on the floor <laughs> well, now the magistrates are going what 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 the fuck because this is not happening to the men the men aren't being affected it's just the women so they're going I feel oh my that- god even in like we might not have evolved physically for a very long time but i think intelligence wise we've come on a long way because <laughs> yeah. if someone did that now you'd look at them and go what the fuck are you doing get up yeah get up yeah you're not helping <laughs> no you'd think they were fishing like you, oh stop attention seeking get grow yeah. up <laughs> you're a grown ass fucking woman <laughs> um so enough. seeing a bunch of women just fall to the floor and have uncontrollable fits. The magistrates panicked and then asked, why are you hurting these women? What have you done to her? Tichiba then explains how, I've done nothing to harm them. I've done nothing to harm her on the floor right now and and I'm not harming any of them. And the magistrate pushes, asking, why is she doing this? Tichiba insists she has done nothing. I cannot tell you when the devil works. Because I'm not doing it. But this was the problem. Tichiba said she cannot do nothing and can't tell when the devil works. This, to the magistrate, was something he could latch on. Mm. He then asks if the devil does talk to her. Because the way she put it, the devil doesn't tell me when he's going to do it. Which to the magistrate insists that so the devil does talk to you, but he doesn't tell you his plans. Mm-hmm. So when when does the devil talk to you? He asks. What does the devil say? How does he manifest? And in what form? It's at this moment, and this is written down in history. It's it, it's written down what happened in the courthouse. All of this stuff that I've just said. It's all written down. Mm. Um, more and more women in the courthouse start showing erratic behaviour. Likely sick of the questioning and seeing no way of getting out of this with more and more women just fainting, screaming, shaking, going, I'm getting pins and needles in my hands. It must be her. Tichiba answers saying, quote, Yesterday, I being in the lean-to chamber, I saw a thing like a man that told me to serve him. And I told him, no, I would not do such a thing. She then describes that He wore black clothes and was a tall man with dark hair, sometimes like a hog, sometimes like a great black dog. At that moment, this is all written down, this actually happened. At that moment, a couple of girls in the audience began to repeat the words being said by Tichiba. Sometimes like a hog, sometimes like a great black dog, sometimes like a hog, sometimes like a great black dog. And then more of them started doing it. And started repeating what Tichiba was saying. And now these magistrates, these two men, are just sat here going, what the fuck is going on? She clearly does have some sort of bewitchment over these women. Tichiba mm. is then asked if there are more witches. So Tichiba names two of them. She says, uh, yeah, there's, there's two others. And says that there are seven others that she doesn't know about. So those other two women are then also arrested and they're also put away in a prison jail to be held alongside Tichiba. But there are now also seven other witches in the town of Salem that we cannot pinpoint. And Mm. that is where the Salem witch trials hunt begins. And that is the end of part one. We will pick it back up next week. (laughs) 
Right. My initial thought is that all of the women in this village need to fucking grow up. <laughs> um, I think it's difficult to comment though, isn't it? Because obviously we can sit and say they're all just massively unintelligent. And to be fair, some people might have had like schizophrenia, um, bipolar disorder, and that could be construed as being a witch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just didn't now, appreciate mental health illnesses, which would have existed. Yes. So I think the reason why this episode sort of tried to quite heavily uh, dive into a bit of the history pre-context of um, the Salem Witch Trials beginning is that it's so important to understand that for good Christian people back then, witches were real. The devil literally did work in our world. He did bewitch people. He did convince people to do evil acts and sin and do all this stuff. He genuinely did exist. Um, and, and, And witches were all too real. And so, you know, when these two little girls start fucking throwing fits around in their bedroom pissing off the maid who you know is like can you just go to sleep please and they're like no 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 and start going i'm getting pins and needles and shit by Mm. all means there's a theory suggesting that they were just fucking playing up like they were just pissing around um just playing a prank and it just got way out of hand took it way too far um but then Others who argue against that say that it, it would have been very difficult to, for these two young girls of 10 and 9 years old to be able to play at that for so bloody long. But I, I would then again counter that and say a child's imagination is one of the most powerful things in the world. Um, there's also another theory that the reason these girls were having fits that were just uncontrollable was that they'd eaten some sort of fungus that was growing on the wheat in the area. Uh, and that's why a lot of the other women in the region and in Salem began to show similar symptoms of fits that were uncontrollable is that they're all eating this fungus and that it was affecting them but then that doesn't explain for why the men didn't really get it Mm. so I don't know I'm starting to maybe lean towards the fact that these two girls were just taking the piss and then they realized they'd actually got in quite a lot of trouble because yeah this is a very religious area um and the doctors now acute the doctors now told them they've been bewitched and they're like oh shit like we can't just tell dad that we were playing up now because they've got the doctor involved and he said it's witchcraft and we know that's bad and so they've just blamed tichba yeah that's my opinion on the matter <laughs> it is awful no, yeah i think spot on yeah it's it's fucked absolutely fucked but whatever happened these two girls started something that would last for another year and would take the lives of 20 people who, let's mm. be honest, are all innocent because witches do yeah. not exist. Yeah. Do you, so do these... Next week, do we talk about like um trial? Like Obviously, we have like the trials stuff, like the methods of trials. Yes, we will go over that cool. uh, next week. Um, those uh, we will. The, next week's structure will be pretty much a timeline of those who were apprehended uh, and how they were tried, uh, how sort of it worked back then and uh, how it stopped yeah so yes okay, um, cool. two two little 10 year olds fucking about caused 20 innocent people to be hung there was um i've just been told this actually uh what's his name was it king let me get this up real quick this i think is you're England. referring this to king james the first or who is king james yeah. the sixth of uh scotland yeah and he uh 
wrote a demon book. Was big into the witches, the Ooh, uh, yeah. demonology. Yeah, yeah, he wrote a book, demonology. I... Yeah, literally, Tabitha, uh, uh, my friend has literally just told me about this, got told we were doing it about witches, and she said, she's she sent me all this stuff, fascinating, like kids back in then, in England anyway, by King James, he believed kids could, like, tell witches yes. and stuff. So, like, there was a nine-year-old kid in Leicester that would just accuse people of being witches, and he killed 11 people. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and everyone just believed him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the UK, a child's um, a child's statement about in terms of witchcraft and um, when the witch hunts were going on was admissible in court. Um, we'll find out next week that that's not uh, reliable in Salem, but uh, in Europe, yeah. particularly in the UK, it was for a while. A child's accusation was was you could stand up in court. But yeah, the, I think King uh, James would be a great episode. Yeah, it would. It's it's crazy that we had a king who was not only bisexual but well into demons and wrote a book on it. Yeah, yeah, and just said if a child calls you a witch, then that's that. You're a witch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is crazy because children have got such, as I say, powerful imaginations. Yeah. Uh, well, I hope you find that episode interesting, uh, dear listeners. I hope you will join us next week for part two of the Salem Witch Trials, uh, where we will Next go week will into... be juicy. It will be juicy. We will find out a lot about the deaths of people. Uh, and I will delve into uh, a, a bit more of, uh, for, for me and James, English history with witches, uh, and a bit more closer to home, even for me, how the county of Essex, where I live, dealt with witches, and why we have one of the most famous witch finders in the world. Yeah. Absolutely. We um at Warwick as well. We've got loads of witch stories. There was loads of uh, witch hangings and stuff. So I know a couple of them that I can share. Yes, yes. You you, said, you mentioned you had um some things to mention at the end. Yeah, so that'd be good. Every Halloween, like the last week, we had loads of stage shows about um witch findings. Oh, I'll ask my brother this week as well to tell me some stuff about like uh witch hunters in Warwick and stuff. Because Warwick's like uh, a very very medieval town obviously it's like very historic and then we were walking the other day or driving my brother's like look up there and there's like the old gates to the town and you can still see things on the walls where they used to hang cages mm. and that would like put dead bodies in that's cool and they're still there obviously the bodies aren't the cages aren't but where well, you can still see where they were on the wall mm. and like where i work was built in um 1068 and uh, particularly americans when they visit they can't grasp that no no just to think, our our country had sort of been around for more than a thousand years by the time Americas were founded. Yeah, it's like they're standing in a room that existed before their country had even even been founded by Europeans. That is fascinating. Obviously, there's still people living there, but it, yeah, it, it's mad. And then we get stupid people that are like, "Oh, is the castle made out of Lego? Like, when was it built?" It's like, just fuck off. <laughs> Some um, people just don't get it. Yeah, it, it's fascinating. Uh, history is all around you. You only have to look in the right places to find it. Yeah, and we learn a lot from history as well. We do. We learn so much. History is very, very important. Um, did you mention history you had a itself. scary story to tell us? Oh, it wasn't really a scary story. It was, um, it was uh, maybe I'll save it for next week. It was the uh, the witches of Warwick. Oh, yes. Yeah. We'll save it for next week. Yeah. Excellent. All right, guys. Um. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Uh, join us next week where we will talk about part two. Uh, make sure you hit us up on all the social medias if you fancy following us um, where we will post uh, pictures of things from the episode so you've got more of a visual idea of what we've been talking about. Um, we do have a Ko-fi page if you would like to help 
the podcast uh, continue uh, to grow, uh, maybe help us uh, get better equipment or better to find ourselves a studio of some sorts. Um, regardless, uh, you can find us on Kofi at www.ko-fi.com forward slash that's what people do. There you can just drop a wee little donation. It's not like Patreon. It's not a subscription. Uh, it's just if you like the pod and you want to sh- maybe show us some love, um, you can just pop in like a pound or something. Um, all of it would like be built up and it really does help us out. And uh, if you could just review us on all of the platforms that you are listening to us on, drop us a little five star, maybe a little, little review saying, I like these guys. I like that they're really interesting to listen to. I don't know. Maybe you don't like us. Regardless, pop a little review. Um, it will all help the podcast grow and uh, hopefully we can get more people listening and joining the fam. So, yes, thank you very much for listening. And we shall see you next week. Goodbye. Bye-bye.